taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And uh, we have one of my favorite rock stars uh, today. Um, let's see. Her company name starts with Gyro. And that would be none other than Melissa Mackey. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing great. How are you, David? I'm doing great. So um, I understand you have this uh, axe to grind with Google. Is- <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I know they listen to the show, so you know you've you've got an open mic, and and uh, what what's the issue? Yeah, so um, my my biggest beef with Google, I mean, there's lots of little beefs that I have with them, but the the biggest beef is that they don't seem to care for B2B advertisers. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they There are a lot of things that they do that seem to be counter to, um, you know, to really B2B advertising success. Everything that they're, a lot of the features that they launch really seem geared towards B2C advertisers. Even the presentations that they give um, are, are really focused on, you know, large B2C advertisers and nothing for B2B whatsoever. Right. And you, uh, you've written a good article about this on your blog, which is called Beyond the Paid, beyondthepaid.com, and uh, focused on the announcements that were made, I think, May 23rd. And uh, you're right. They, they, the stage was held by Google that uh, all gave examples of the new features in the B2C space. So what would you like to see them do or, or say differently? Well, I would like to see some acknowledgement of the fact that B2B, A, isn't selling anything. So things like shopping, generally speaking. So there are B2B advertisers who sell things in an e-commerce manner, but it's very uncommon. So mm-hmm. usually people are trying to generate leads or they may even be using search for branding, um, you know, just to get people to their website. Um, so I would like to see some kind of a, a lead generation, um, you know, something more around lead generation. For example, one of the things that they announced was this machine learning attribution, mm-hmm. um, and everybody was getting all excited about it. And it is exciting to be sure. Mm-hmm. But then they announced that you had to have 15,000 clicks and a conversion action with 600 conversions within 30 days to be able to use that. Mm-hmm. And so that was um, published on, on marketing land that those, those minimums. And I thought, well, that eliminates 90% of our clients because to have that high of a volume, especially of conversions, um, a, a lot of B2B, we see pretty low conversion rates when you talk about somebody coming to the site and filling out a form, but then very highly qualified and we also have micro conversions that we can measure but then you start to muddy the waters when you're mixing a you know did i visit a key page versus fill out a form if you start counting all of that as as one conversion and put the machine learning on that that's that's not really you know somebody visiting a key page is certainly nowhere near as valuable as somebody who took the time to fill out a 15 field form right um so 
you know, that that's just uh, 600 conversions is, is just an incredibly high volume of yep. conversions. Yep. So let's see. You know, uh, I'm going to make a side note here, and that is that um, advertisers can use uh, different attribution models for their automated bid management under Google's bidding strategies or flexible portfolios. And uh, you just have to dig a little. Um, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll write an article about it. But uh, it's you're able to see the the results of different attribution models, and then you're able to tell Google use, for example, a linear model when um, calculating bids using CPA targeting, for example. It's pretty cool. Yes, yes, and there are other attributes besides this machine learning that you can use, and mm -hmm. you don't need to meet, meet these minimums. Um, so just to make that clear, because we do have clients who are using um, various uh, attribution models within AdWords. So it's not that you can't do attribution at all. It's just that this machine learning that they were really hyping up that, you know, oh, we've, you know, we're, we're the first ones with machine learning, which I'm not even sure is true. Um, mm. And, but then it had this, this large minimum. So that was, that was just a huge thing to me. Um, they also talked about these AMP for ads, which is the, the mobile, um, you know, it's supposed to speed up your mobile. So I don't remember what AMP stands for, but uh, it's supposed to speed up your mobile landing pages. And now they're talking about doing that for ads. Mm -hmm. um, mobile is, oddly enough, you know, mo it's been the year of mobile. We've moved past the year of mobile, right. really, I think, in, in marketing. But for a lot of B2B advertisers, they're still getting their heads around that. And how, you know, how can we even get mobile landing pages up um, you know, how should we be treating mobile visitors as opposed to desktop visitors and thinking about that experience from a B2B standpoint? It, it really is foreign to a lot of these advertisers. And, you know, talking about introducing AMP to them, like even trying to explain it to a B2B advertiser who barely knows what a mobile landing page is and, mm -hmm. and responsive or, you know, whatever, uh, that was just like you know, an anathema to me to, to try to think about, you know, AMP ads and AMP landing pages. It's just, they're not that far down the road. B2B tends to be technology-wise about five years behind yep. B2C yep. in terms of adoption. And so, and that's where all these new and exciting announcements a lot of times for Google, it's like, well, this just doesn't really apply. How about giving me something that can, you know, help me, you know, get these pages up earlier or even even some documentation you know you get these little think with google blurbs i don't know if you get those in your email yes, david I but I, I get those and and they're interesting and not a single one relates to b2b not right. a one that's a really good point <laughs> so it's almost, all, all if, B2C. it's almost as if google hates b2b which of course we know can't possibly be true yeah so the, the thing that uh, you wrote about that really struck me was the uh the the Google Assistant and, and buying through other voice search technology. Um, how do you feel about that? Oh, I almost started laughing when they started talking about that. And, you know, voice search, I think no one can deny that voice search is is here. All you have to do is run a search query report. And even in the B2B accounts that I manage, you can tell when someone is using a voice search because they tend to be longer, they're more right. natural language. Um, so that's definitely going on, but buying something 
you know, you're not ordering a book or a CD or, you know, whatever you might order from Amazon. These are our clients are, you know, they're enterprise data management. They're, um, you know, enterprise software. Um, we have some healthcare. Manuf- yeah, manufacturing a, a piece of healthcare equipment that costs $2 million. Right. You're not going to sit there and go, hey, you know, Google Assistant or OK Google or however you, you know, order me up a two million dollar, you know, <laughs> where, medical can I find a tra- where can I find a tractor axle? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like no one's doing that. Right. Um, so so that's just a non-issue. I mean, these people are they, they might be making early stage queries, you know, who sells this or. Um, you know, but they're, they're not going to ask to buy something they're just not, you know, buying something online. That's that considered of a purchase just doesn't happen. No, you're right. Hey, you also mentioned Google optimize and Google optimize is going to be, uh, it's, it's already released for paying customers, but, uh, it's going to be a free product soon. And, uh, it's a landing page or any page, uh, testing and optimization tool, um, so what do you think of that? I thought that was good. Um, I, you know, I, I think um, anything that can help people make their landing pages better is certainly, um, you know, is certainly important. And in B2B, you, you see a lot of really poor landing pages. That's another concept that, that a lot of these clients don't really understand mm-hmm. um, is that, you know, yes, you can have a nice website that talks all about your company, but we really need to send people to something that's specific to their search. Um, that's challenging, and and testing can be challenging. But using a tool like this is good. Um, you know, Google Optimize certainly, especially if it's free, um, is definitely useful. Now, we use usually use Optimizely. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't want to put all their eggs in the Google basket. In fact, we have clients who won't use Google Analytics. Because, yeah, because they don't want to give their data to Google and they won't use remarketing either for the same reason. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And if you're in a very sensitive industry, again, I look at the medical industry, it's extremely competitive. And, you know, you have to worry about how data is handled, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, Google's not collecting personally identifiable information, but they, they worry about that and they don't want Google to have any more information than they, than they have to. So they'll use third party tools, but any, I, I, that's not a, a personal preference I'm expressing for Optimizely. It's just, you know, you need to be optimizing your landing pages. So if Google has a tool that can help us do that, great, let's great. do it. I agree. Speaking of great, please stay with us and listeners don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, 
song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Melissa Mackey of Gyro. And uh, we're talking about um, the, the premise that Google hates B2B advertisers. And uh, I think I'm not sure the hate is the right word, but uh, certainly doesn't seem to pay uh, enough attention to B2B advertisers in favor of B2C. So, um, Melissa... Uh, any features that you've heard of or, or uh, seen rolled out over the past, I don't know, six months or so that you think are uh, better well-suited to B2B? Oh, there's very few. The, the one that I mentioned in my post, um, interestingly enough, was unique reach. Um, so the, the GDN, Google Display Network, is very interesting um, because it's almost like a hybrid of search and traditional media display. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about how it's managed, not how the ads are served. You know, if you go to a website, it's difficult to tell whether the ads are coming from GDN or from, you know, any other, uh, DSP. Right. But, um, but as far as how the numbers are reported back and how the campaigns are managed, it's quite different from, you know, if, if you're a traditional media buyer, y- you will be kind of lost in AdWords and you'll be lost with the metrics that you're getting. And so we have a couple clients who are very heavy into display media and they're just recently dipping their toes into GDN. Um, and, and so they're asking us for numbers that the GDN, you know, that the AdWords interface and GDN campaigns don't have and unique reach is one of them. Um, that was a number that that they were asking for. And I'm like, well, we have viewable impressions. Right. It's not the same thing at all. Um, there really is so what's, little. What's the difference? What's the difference between viewable impressions and unique reach metrics? So viewable impressions is is how many impressions were shown um, above the fold. You know that that somebody actually saw. I think it's a third of the ad. Mm-hmm. Um, so Google counts impressions that serve on a page, even if the person never scrolls down to see them. Um, and so the viewable impressions means that that it was actually within the view of what the the user was looking at so it takes into account whether they you know whether they scrolled down far enough or or whatever um so so that is but it's not unique um it's not the same Uh thing so unique reach is how many unique users did you like for example i've you know i've noticed reading articles that i see the same ad 
you know, on page one and page two, and like I, I see it over and over. Um, so I may see four or five impressions. This is obviously someone who's not using frequency caps, um, but uh, I'll see the same ad over and over. So with unique reach, I would only be measured once, but in impressions, I would be measured five times. Um, right. And so they, you know, advertisers want to know these things. So I'm excited to see that that's coming. Um, I think that, and I also think that uh, some of the targeting within the Google Display Network is getting better mm-hmm. um, for for B2B. It used to be almost non-existent. Yep. And we're having much better luck with that, which means that you know, B2B advertisers, you can get more clients this way <laughs> um, <laughs> if you have more options. So um, I'm excited about that. It's interesting that a lot of the growth is coming in GDN. And I think that's because a lot of B2B advertisers are heavy in traditional display. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the world exposed just, to it. Right, right. That's what they're comfortable with. And search is kind of a different animal to a lot of these people, but then it makes search an easy sell, right? If you can get them to dip their toe into GDN, you're like, hey, you know, do you want to reach these hand raisers? And it's a lot cheaper, and, <laughs> you know, a lot yep. more meaningful. Um, it, it's an easy sell. Yep. So um, I don't know if they announced this at, on the, at the May 23rd event or not, but they, they do, did announce a new um, attribution, um, I don't know if you call it technology, but... Um, it's called data-driven attribution. <clears throat> so it's an alternative to linear or first click or last click or um, I can't remember the, the fifth one. But um, I have a client that's baited into the data-driven attribution thing. And it's like uh, CPA targeting on steroids. It's really working well. Nice. So, and, and this is a B2B client. Um, so... I'm hopeful that that will turn out to be a boon for B2B. So, Melissa, we talk, let's talk about more about mobile. Why do you think um, B2B advertisers are, are drag their feet on getting into the mobile world? Um, I think for some reason there's a divide in their mind. Um, you know, they obviously all are mobile users. Um, yep. no, you know, no one. <laughs> I know very few people who are who are not a mobile user at this point in time. Um, but they don't think about the fact that people are, you know, when they're sitting at work, they're sitting at a desktop. Um, and they don't think about the fact that people, when they need something, are searching for it wherever they are with whatever device they have. Um, and, and also, a lot of times people are, if they're in need of, of a service, it's when there's an emergency. So if you're a security company and somebody's just had a break-in, in their business, um, they're, you know, they're going to pick up the phone and see, Hey, how can I get a, a, you know, a security company if I didn't already have one, or how can I get a better one to prevent this break-in that I just had? So they're going to be picking up the phone. Somebody that's out on a commercial job site and they need to find a product to solve a particular problem that they're having with their building. You know, they need something that's more water resistant or weather resistant or, you know, whatever. Um, they're going to be doing research possibly on the job site via a mobile device. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, they, the, but the advertisers, the clients haven't thought of it that way. They haven't thought about the fact that people are, you know, they're out there. And even a CEO who's like, geez, you know, we really could use a new piece of medical equipment, you know, the hospital director or someone like that. And they're sitting on the train on their commute or they're in an airport, 
waiting for a flight or whatever, you know, they're not going to whip out a laptop. They're going to sit there on their phone and do these searches. Right. Um, so it's a matter of, of kind of painting that picture. And once they step back and think about it and think, well, yeah, I've done that. Right. And then all of a sudden they realize, but then it becomes an IT issue. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of, of B2B advertisers have very limited IT capabilities, much, much less, uh, much fewer capabilities than you would see in a B2C organization where there's huge departments devoted to that because the website is their lifeblood. But their right. website isn't their lifeblood, these B2B folks. It's it's a corollary. It's, they think of it like a sales brochure. Um, so they haven't thought about how, how their customers might be using it. And so we really have to do a lot of, of picture painting. Sometimes we'll have to do testing. You know, maybe we will build one page mm-hmm. that's mobile friendly and that has, you know, a phone number that somebody can call right. that they may not have on their main site. Um, do a test again, dip the toe into the water. Uh, but it, it really is a lengthy education process. And I think it's just because, the website isn't front and center to them like it is for a B2C advertiser. Ah, uh, good point. So um, do you have a lot of <clears throat> clients or what percentage of clients do you have running call-only campaigns? Uh, that's pretty small right now. That ebbs and flows depending on the client. So at one time we had probably half our clients that were doing call-only. At this point, it's less than that, but we have several who really should be at least having phone calls in the mix, um, you know, if not focusing solely on that. Um, and again, you say, you know, hey, if you had people, if you had a phone number that was clickable and we could track the calls, you know, don't you guys take phone calls, as, you know, for sales? Well, yeah, we do. And then they scratch their head and, you know, so, Amazing. yeah, <laughs> it really is. They, they just don't know what's out there. So it's our job to educate them. Speaking of education, we have some educational messages from our sponsors. So, Melissa, can you hang with us? Absolutely. And listeners, you too. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. 
Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Melissa Mackey. So before we get uh, go on, I wanted to give a plug to our friend Larry Kim, who has a, a new software company called Mobile Monkey. And uh, I guess the best way to think of their software is it allows even marketing types. Well, think of it as an optimizely just for uh, mobile pages. So marketers uh, don't need IT in order to create very fast, responsive uh, mobile landing pages for the PPC ads. So I encourage you to look into that, mobilemonkey.com. Awesome. Yeah. Larry, you're at the cutting edge, telling you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Um, you know, what can we do about the, uh, the the slow adoption of mobile for uh, B2B clients? It's a tough problem, um, and it's something that we struggle with every day. I, I think again, it's just education. I think a tool like something like what you you know what Larry is working on there, um, something like that to make it easier for them um, is going to be really important and. Just having, I wish that Google had more, you know, they've got this Think with Google site and they have so many great case studies for B2C. You know, if you're an e-retailer, there's countless case studies that you can find probably in your own vertical right. um, that make it easy to sell these things in. But there's there's so little for B2B. I, I go there, you know, not infrequently in hopes that maybe now there's something, and I get asked for it. You know, I, I will have our sales team or our planners will ask for, you know, is there any data on search in XYZ vertical? And, you know, these are B2B verticals, and of course there isn't. Right. So I, I think if, if Google and Bing um, could provide more case studies on a use case that's specifically B2B. You know, I don't want to see something about how Joe Schmo sold more pizzas. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not helpful. Um, yep. But if we could find something that showed how, you know, a B2B company incorporated mobile and generated thousands of phone calls that turned into leads, because think about that. It's it's easier to fill out a form than it is to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, God sure. forbid. Right. Um, so these are really, really hot leads that are down funnel. Right. And, and so, you know, if you, and, and we've created our own case studies about client, you know, from clients that have done this successfully, but something, you know, if it's got that Google logo on it, it really goes a long way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes uh, Google reps will, will put gin something together because um, they have a lot of data on verticals, mm -hmm. but um, you know, you have to find the good ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> said <that> done. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, 
you know, I have clients that uh, basically eventually get around to the fact that the that phone calls are much more valuable than form fills, and uh, they still want to drive traffic to their website. It's something about my baby. You know, I built this baby and it's beautiful and I want people to see it. So even though um, calls are more valuable, I want uh, even mobile users to be able to click through the, to the website. Just kind of irrational. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they still get phone calls by virtue of the fact that the phone number is in the ad and, and um, on the landing page. So. Yeah, yeah, that, and and we've had that happen too, where they they want to get people. I think they have some internal metric that says we need X amount of site visitors or so. Yeah, literally, I think that's part of it. And if yep. somebody clicks to call from it right from an ad, then that doesn't count um, as a site visitor. So um, I think they're trying to meet some mythical and internal goal. Um, but if you know if you're measuring via click to call or using Google's um, uh, website call conversion pixel either way that one's free so at right. a minimum you should be using that it doesn't measure calls from other sources but at least it'll measure your adwords phone calls right so um and in that case if they're driving people to the site a click to call solution is often an easy sell um because they want to be able to measure it yeah. and then you get great data from you yeah. know if you're using a marchex or a call rail or invoca or any of the myriad of other call tracking providers you get great yeah. data from that. Sure do. Hey, Melissa, guess what time it is? Time to end the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes too soon. It does. Well, thank you, as usual, for sharing the, your half hour with us and, uh, and enlightening us. And uh, have a great summer. and We'll see you um, probably in November. Yes, I hope so. Me too. So uh, thanks, Melissa. Thanks, crowd, for hanging with us. Come back next week or every two weeks for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 